Welcome to the For the Throne Dynasty Podcast. Starring your defending champion, Randy of House Santarelli, Ryan of House Palmer, Logan of House Meyer, Tyler of House Para, Danny of House Sladke, Jake of House Hollyfield, Andy of House Pollock, Michael of House Sladke, Justin of House St. Peter, Steve of House Ellinger, Garrett of House Sturkin, and Will of House Larson. Welcome into this week's episode of the For the Throne Dynasty podcast. I am filming this from my bed right now as I feel like garbage. Where are you, uh, Justin, right now? I'm sitting in a chair right next to the bed. I'm feeling okay. Hope you feel better soon. So we're going to start out here by talking about the Gulag. Give you guys an update. So this one goes out to our friends Mikey and Cascade Bear. Well, I'm the Lord of the Vale. When I grow up, I'll be able to fight anybody who bothers me. Or you. When we get married, you can tell me if you don't like somebody, and then we can bring them back here and whoosh! Right through the movie. Goodbye, Cascade Bear and Mikey Novak. They are both gone. They are eliminated. Uh, Jake had a really bad performance with about 62 points. Mikey... Oh my god, it came down to the last day. Absolute barn burner. Joe was the highest scorer through three weeks. And... Or sorry, he was the highest scorer through two weeks. And uh, he was facing elimination. Because Mikey had Justin Tucker. And Justin Tucker, if he scored 15 points, would eliminate Joe. And Joe got real lucky. He survived by about four points. So... Goodbye, Mikey and Cascade. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the waivers that happened this week in the Gulag. So starting with Sam put in a claim for Cam Newton. She was sick and tired of Daniel Jones. I remember last night she was talking about how sick of him she is. And she got Cam Newton for $151. Justin Tucker was claimed by Tyler for $100. So one-tenth of the budget. Uh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> on a yeah. kicker, especially because you can Justin stream Tucker for a hundred dollars. Dang! Yeah. Like the crazy thing was, there's another bit for eighty-seven. So, wow. Okay. I think I think I had um, Sam. I talked to Sam and said like <coughs> he's the best kicker in the NFL. I'll just put a couple bucks on him, see if anybody bids. I did not think that he'd go for a hundred or have a bid for eighty-seven. That's that's a lot. Uh, fat lives matter. Fat Randy is back on his <laughs> third different roster in four weeks. <laughs> Let's go. Mike, who's got him? Who's got him this week? Billy. Okay. Uh, Mike Evans went for $416. I actually don't mind that. A little bit less than 50% of the budget. And he's got a week 13 buy. That's huge. Todd Gurley went mm-hmm. for $210. Uh, Michael Thomas went for 621 A little bit more than I would spend because we don't know his current state. Uh, especially because it went to a team that has been in the bottom five every single week so far. Yes, they need a little bit of skill player. Uh, his name is John C. Okay. So uh, he, pro- he probably would have been better off using that money to get some depth pieces. 
Jonu Smith went for $112. I think that's pretty solid value, especially because the Titans. Well, we'll see what happens, actually. <laughs> It'll be a waste of $112 yeah. if they don't even play this week. Uh, and then Jenny dropped $654 on David Montgomery. She was very livid that she spent that much money. Um, and she also spent some big-time cash on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I think she spent around $80 on him after having a shit game on uh, Sunday night. <coughs> it's quite the strategy going on right there. Uh, and then Sam also got Miles Gaskin for $151. I like that because he is pretty solid. He has a week 11 bye as well. So um, the top five scores in our league right now, no order, would be Billy, Kayla, Zach, Vance. What's his name, right? No, Vince. Vince, yep. Vince, and I do not remember who the fifth is. So, um, other observations. Jenny really, really enjoys talking to herself in the chat. Uh, like <laughs> all weekend long, she was complaining about like her team and like, oh my gosh, I can't stand my team. Oh my god, I'm done. And literally no one's responding. So, uh, it was like crickets. Uh, and then she was, once again, talking to herself after waivers today. So, that was interesting. <laughs> so, that is our little mini segment on the Gulag. Let's get into some cookies. All right, so if we take a look at this week's cookies, week three, uh, I will start once again with the quarterback, and then we'll just kind of alternate. I wonder why you're starting with the quarterback. Oh, I just played the cookie thing again. (laughs) What did you say? Sorry. I said, I wonder why you're starting with the quarterback this oh, week. Oh, yeah, good question. All right, so cookie for the quarterback goes to Patrick Mahomes. To me, with 48 points on the dot, he <laughs> he was on pace for like 70 points in the first half. It was crazy. Didn't need yeah, to pass it all in the second half because the Ravens were trash. In Big Cat's words, Ravens, frauds. Could be. Uh, all right, then I have the both running back spots. This one kind of pains me a little bit. Uh, Alvin Kamara, who I traded this offseason to Ryan, 44.7 points. He has the highest opening three weeks in fantasy history right now for a running back. It's insane. Uh, yeah, he gets his second cookie. And then Austin Eckler uh, on Will's team with 32.3, another running back that I traded last offseason. This is just trying to hurt me. Thanks. Moving on to wide receivers then, we got Tyler Lockett to Ryan, his newest uh, acquisition, 37 points. Then we got Keenan Allen to Sterk with 30.2. I'll tell you what, with Justin Herbert on the field, Chargers fantasy options look way better than with Tyrod. Sorry, Tyrod. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> then we have uh, Ryan with uh, a new addition to the tight end spot. Zach Ertz got him 15 points. Moving on to the flex, then we got James Robinson to Will. He absolutely went off on Thursday, and he had to because Gardner had his head up his ass. James Robinson scored 30.9. He's looking like a stud. Great pickup by Will. He got him for literally $0. Second flex, Allen Robinson to Spaceballs. Spaceballs is finally on the board. 28.3 points for Spaceballs. Uh, yeah, the both flex spots, Robinson's interesting. Um Will gets the next cookie with the top kicker who he just dropped. 
Uh, Steven Guskowski with 25 points in that game. He made six field goals. That was one hell of a game. Looking at the defensive lineman of the week, it was your guy, Aaron Donald, with 15 and a half points. Love that, man. Uh, next, uh, well, your guy, Shaq Thompson. Uh, the linebacker spot, he had 16 and a half points to the Panthers. And then at defensive back, we have another one of my guys, Harrison Smith, from the Skull Vikings with 12 and a half points. And to round out that cookie roster, we have Randy's Jordan Poyer from the Bills with 12. So looking at the tab here for our team totals for the cookies, we set another weekly high with 347.9, which is outscoring our previous high by 7.8 points. So we are on a trajectory. We'll see if it continues this week. Looking at the team totals now for our... I'm going to resort this. Looking at team totals here for who has the most cookies, we start with Amelia Clark Fan Club has five. Madison Beer Fan Club has five. Lamar and Friends with five as well. Team Backflip, Bigfoot Experience, which is now what? Taco uh, Book Club or something? No, it's uh, Outdoor Furnishings. All right, so Outdoor Furnishings, uh, Fuller House, and do I have a, a pulse? No. Is that, has that changed since last week? Uh, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> so they all have four. Moving on, then we got Fresh Prince of Hilaire alone at three. We have the Kick is Gould with two. Uh, King, King Henry's Kingdom, Mrs. Burrow, and Spaceballs, the FFT, all have one. So right okay, now... Do I have a do I have a pulse? No is now seeing ghosts. Okay, seeing ghosts. Let's go ahead and change the doc for the fourth time this 24-hour period. All right. So <laughs> taking a look at the player totals now. Uh, for quarterbacks, Randy has two cookies with Russell Wilson. Uh, Alvin Kamara got his second this week. Calvin Ridley still has two. Um, and that is it. Everybody else is a first-time cookie owner this week and in the past. So we are going to come right back to talk about waivers, trades, and then this week three review of the NFL. Sir, what? Are we being too literal? No, you fool. We're following orders. We were told to comb the desert, so we're combing it. Found anything yet? Nothing yet, sir. How about you? Not a thing, sir. What about you guys? We ain't found shit. Let's take a look at some of the waivers that happened today. Um, a couple of kind of shockers, I know, in your eyes. Uh, but some of them, you know, not many people dropped a lot of money today, which uh, is interesting to see because in the last couple of weeks it definitely has happened. Generally that happens right at the beginning of the season and then slowly unless someone because of injury or absolutely just goes off, you won't see that much money dropped. So, Little Slads dropped $15 on Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Grandpa, what do you think about that? <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. I know he just went off, and I know he's got Nick Foles throwing through now, so it'll probably be more accurate. But that's still a lot of money for Jimmy Graham. I thought about it, and then we'll get to my trade, but I got more tight end depth, and I'm like, ah, 
The next closest bid though was Lefty with four, and you had two dollars. So I guess little, I think Little Slabs just kind of overpaid for him. That's that's all my, my only point. I'll be He's honest. I'll be honest. I love it because he has Austin Hooper and Jared Cook as his tight ends. Jimmy Graham's off to an outstanding start, and even if he fades off, uh, he's a nice depth piece. I, like Cole, Cole Komet's not even on the field. Like, what are they, what are they doing with the other ten tight ends? <laughs> Who knows? Apparently, Jimmy Grandpa uh, just wasn't good enough for the Packers, and now he's going to be good with the Bears. I'm not salty <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right, what's another one that happened? Uh, the next one we had uh, Lefty pick up Travis Homer for twelve dollars. Um, he's going to have some chance to play this week with the Chris Carson injury, although Chris Carson could be back right away. You never know. Uh, that was a really dirty play. I didn't think it was at first, but I saw it from afar. But, yeah, hopefully Chris Carson will be okay. Travis Homer is a good depth piece, and after the trade he made with me left, he needs some more people on his roster. Yeah, he needs as many as he possibly can. He had like eight spots left to fill. He did, yeah. All right, so then uh, Spaceballs dropped $11 on Ty Summers who you told me is a Packers defensive player. I had never heard of him before in my life. He was a late draft pick last year who didn't see the field in defense. He was only a special teams guy, and now that Christian Kirksey is out for at least a couple weeks, um, he is the new starting middle linebacker, and he actually had a pretty good game, but I, I don't know if he's fantasy guy, rosterable, but Spaceball seems to think so, so go for it. Why not? I just thought $11 was a lot, mm-hmm. um, but... We never know. And then the next guy, Lefty's trying to fill out, well, the next two, Lefty's trying to fill out his roster some more. So we had Cedric Wilson with 10 for the Cowboys. Cedric Wilson had four career catches going into last week and then went off uh, against the Seahawks. He had 27.7 points, mostly on two gigantic touchdown catches. I mean, it's a shot in the wall. He's, he is wide receiver four in Dallas. After a game like that, I can understand why someone would want to go get him. Uh, and then he also filled out his roster by grabbing Greg Ward, who has flirted with your roster a few times this year. <laughs> Eight bucks. <laughs> uh, two $0 bids went on him, but uh, Lefty gets him with the $8 bid. Are we sure that his team is team backflip, or is it team cowboy fetish? Because now Ooh, I think he has like eight cowboys on his team. I mean, that'd be a good uh, name change potential. Uh, once Lefty hears that, he'll have to let us know what he thinks. I might say something that may make him drop all his Cowboys immediately. I wonder if he, if he wishes he could have a team owner on his team and you could have Jerry Jones. <laughs> Jer- Jerry Jones with a Cowboy hat and assless chaps. Put that in your memory. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Uh, you want to move? What did you, what did you do? So I brought back Andy Isabella. He's back. He had an outstanding game last week. I was pissed off because he he was the reason why I lost in Sarcastable. I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> Christian Kirk being out. And Isabella gets on the field. He was a second-round pick. Did you know that? Uh, I thought he was like a third or fourth-round pick. Damn. Yeah, footballers always talk about how pissed they were because there's like DK Metcalf was in that same draft. Uh, and I don't remember who the other guy was in that area. But they took Andy Isabella, and he was like not on the field last year. Um, maybe this is a sign of something positive to come because he's fast. He's very fast. So I dropped yeah, six bucks. I put him on my team. I dropped Willie Sneed. I'm hoping I can keep Andy Isabella uh, for a little bit. We'll see. Willie Sneed lasted so long on that roster, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we have two more moves. Uh, 
Prince Palmer uh, dropped Dante Fowler from the Falcons and went and picked up Mike Hilton uh, for $1 from the Steelers. Okay. I mean, I think he needed an IDP um, DB. Um, so, sure, why not go get depth? A dollar? Great bid. Sure. Um, and then Will, well, at the moment, at the time, it didn't seem smart. Now I understand. Uh, he went and picked up Joey Sly, uh, the kicker for the Panthers. He believes that Guskowski is the person that got COVID, which is the reason he's dropping <laughs> the remaining AFC special I'm, teams player of the week. I'm pretty sure they already announced all the players that got the COVID, and they were all bums that like weren't even on the field. Okay, that I didn't see. I was at work all day. But yeah. um, well, according to the chat messages, Will believes that it's Guskowski. So <laughs> right here, dude might have dude might have COVID. <laughs> I'm using his own words, so. <laughs> uh, I, I think had, they would have picked up another kicker by now if they thought he had COVID. I, I would think so, yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you want to drop the reigning team player of the week, be my guest. Uh, I feel like Skuskowski will not be a free agent long. No, I don't but think so. We'll see. Um, I do have to make a, a point. Matt Gay is still on Danny's roster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last we we wrote I wrote a message about it yesterday, and he believes that Matt Gay will be rostered by the end of the year. Yeah, but he's not right now. So why the fuck is he on his team? It doesn't make. I was gonna say, which is fine and dandy, but I mean, pick him up then. He does not belong on a roster at this moment. Needless to say, he also has two kickers, and it's not a bye week, so I got nothing to say about that. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how it plays out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's take a look at some of the trades that happened so there was three trades that happened this week first one was the one that you just made with tyler and tyler sent the house for dak again cowboy fetish assless chaps jerry jones <laughs> so tyler goes and he gets dak 35 dollars worth of fab okay for darnell anderson aka daryl henderson latavius murray eric ebron matt ryan brandon cooks so right there, you immediately get back a backup. So what I was thinking, I'm like, okay, watch. Justin's going to get a pick, and he's going to get a nice quality backup. But instead, you get one, two, three, four f- nice flex pieces, including one of the top handcuffs in football. Arguably, if healthy, Brandon Cooks is the wide receiver one on Houston. And again, that's depending on Will Fuller's health. And then you get Daryl Henderson, who's now the starter. Cam Akers is injured. Malcolm Brown has like a broken finger. So, I mean, you just found yourself a starting running back. All for Dak. Yeah. Um, I wanted to let you, let you say what you wanted to say about it, but I am ecstatic right now. I love Dak. Um, and when Tyler started sending me some trades last night, um, he just said he wanted Dak and he wanted a bunch of fab so he could go fill out his roster. He's going to send me a bunch of players. I'm like, okay, sure, I can give you some fab to throw in there. I am ecstatic about Daryl Henderson. I am over the moon because right now my start, second running back was going to be carry on Johnson this week Yikes. after Jonathan Taylor. Thanks to Tariq Cohen's knee injury, Cam Akers being hurt. Carry, I do not like carry on Johnson. <laughs> carry on Johnson is the most inconsistent running back I've drafted. And I'm ashamed of having carry on Johnson on my team at this moment. Please send me offers for carry on Johnson. <laughs> maybe, maybe a six round pick. Those go a lot round like crazy. Apparently. Um, then I got the yeah the top handcuff with Latavius, who even on some weeks with Kamara is still startable. 
Uh, another tight end depth piece with Eric Ebron. I, I have a bunch of solid tight ends now. I just don't know who to play on a weekly basis. And I needed a backup QB because otherwise on Kyler's bye week or um, on if Kyler got, happened to got hurt, I would have been starting Taysom Hill. Uh, I did not want to do that. <laughs> and then, yeah, Brandon Cooks, an extra uh, wide receiver, one in Houston and a chance to start uh, each week depending on who I got healthy. I would. I am ecstatic about this deal. I'm very, very excited. And I know Tyler is too, because he's really excited to get a franchise top five fantasy QB. Um, Dak is a really, really great player, and I'm sad to let him go. But with, for that package, I could not refuse. Yeah, I would give you a big big W in this one. Uh, you can eat a W like Jameis. Okay, let's move on to the second <laughs> trade here. So, it All right, included... you saw the video I'm doing to Jameis eating a W right now. But... Yeah, he's just eating the W like a cookie. <laughs> start sucking on the finger okay so moving on to that tyler and will trade that happened uh that happened second trade for tyler it included tyler getting kirk cousins he's back i wonder if he changes his nickname or team name back to skull cousins he gets james white <laughs> again major love going out to james white in these difficult times with um his father passing away and I don't know his mom's status, but I know she was in critical condition. So, Super sad, yeah. Yeah, we know that he's one of the best pass catchers in football, um, and hopefully he can come back and have somewhat of a, a normal season in terms of fantasy purposes. Um, and then Tyler sent away James Washington, who is the wide receiver with the Steelers. Uh, wide receiver... I don't know if we call him three or four because Chase Claypool's actually had a really start good start to his career. And then a third-round pick going to Will. So I know Will said he wanted to get younger. He definitely did that with James Washington. James White and Kirk are up there a little bit in age. So he does get a little bit younger. He gets a pick as well. I think this is a very even trade. I 100% agree. Um, the only way that this, this could tilt one way or another is if James White comes back right away and starts balling out mm -hmm. um and james white take take much time as you need um whatever you need to uh get healthy emotionally physically everything but um right now this is a very very even trade i love that will immediately after you made it said uh i can't wait for justin to slam this trade mm -hmm. i can't it's it's very even it's a good solid trade sure and then we move on to the drama of the week so <laughs> uh, I was talking to Andy last night, and she's like, you know what? I don't want Anthony Miller on the on my team. He was never part of the trade. Can you please send him back to Ryan? <clears throat> so with that being said, I put in the chat. I said, hey, uh, Andy really doesn't want Anthony Miller. I'm going to return him. I said, you know, looking at the situation of the trade. Also, I voiced that I do not veto trades, uh, which I didn't, as we can remember. Uh, we, I just went ahead and I asked if Ryan would be willing to add in another piece uh, because there was such an outcry from the league. I send him to Ryan. Ryan says, no, this isn't right. I don't want him on my team. He was part of the trade. Please send him back. So I send him back to Andy. And I'm like, you know what? Whatever. So then Andy ends up sending him to Sterk for a six-round pick. Uh, does someone have the yikes button handy? I need to hit it. I understand Andy and Ryan both didn't feel great about how that happened. It was not a great situation for the deal. But right now, Tyler Lockett is balling out for Ryan. 
And Leonard Fournette is a solid running back, which she needed, and she's able to start him each week. And it turned out to be an okay deal. But with Anthony Miller going to her, she, he is at the wide receiver two in Chicago. He's going to get a quarterback that actually can hit his targets in his passes yep. um, uh, with Foles now. Anthony Miller had a pretty good week. I don't understand why she does not want him on her roster. I don't get it either. Because he, he is a solid wide receiver option for her roster. And I know she's got a lot of solid wide receivers, but like he is a good option for her. Um, I don't understand why she doesn't want him. And I can understand feeling weird about the trade. That I 100% understand. Um, for a sixth rounder, oh boy. Um, why? Yeah. I, like, I think at least, at the very least, he's worth a third. Yeah. Uh, I My thing is here, you know, am I going to go and am I, I going to veto this? Am I going to change anything? No, I'm not. And, uh... Because let's be honest, Anthony Miller is not changing our league. He's not. A six-round pick no, is not, not going to change our league. So I'll let Andy do her thing. I'll let Sturt do his thing. Do I think it was kind of a bush trade? Yes, I do. I'll be honest. But at the same time, Andy did say she just wanted to get rid of him. I thought Sturt would at, at least offer something of a respectable trade. But um, it is what it is trades going through i'm not going to veto it i'm not making any changes we're moving on i don't care because anthony miller does not have that big of an impact on our league that's the big picture of it yeah Tyler Lockett, he did and that's why there was lots of debates and stuff with it because ryan needed a wide receiver depth and tyler lockett is a wide receiver one in seattle and he just proved it with getting his first overall cookie uh anthony miller is not and if he does come out to be something for stark in a year or two I mean, maybe we can look back and say it was a weird situation, but right now, whatever, fine. I think he's like the wide receiver six or seven on on Sturk's team. So that's also another thing that I'm like, I really don't care mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to look at it. Like, it's just not worth my time. Um, so that's why I'm not even commenting right now. It is what it is. Um, but, okay, moving on. So let's talk about the NFL. Week three, uh, we just had something crazy happen in the last – 48 hours we'll get to that let's talk about some football first so drastic injury to chicago tree cohen is out for the year uh that's huge for your fantasy team who benefits the most from this in the bears backfield well david montgomery is going to have even a bigger role now but um i who benefits the most it would probably be corral patterson i guess in terms of the passing game i'd say him but I'm going to go with your point about David Montgomery as well, though, because he's going to get even more work. Mm-hmm. Um, Tariq Cohen was not actually having that great of a year either um, before the injury. Uh, David Montgomery was having an okay year, solid year. Uh, so I think Corderell Patterson, they've had him taking handoffs, and I really think he's the backup running back right now over Ryan Nall <laughs> and Artavis Pierce. Um and the only reason I know these guys' names is because of Sarcasta Ball. Um, I, <laughs> I think Corderell is, as a return specialist, and is, is probably the running back too there. And he has got some game-changing speed if he's just comfortable enough in the running back position. So we'll see. All right. He's also part of the onus of why I went and made that trade because I needed another running back for this next week. I got to sound the alarm here. I'm going to hit a sound clip. 
All right, we have breaking news just came out right now. CBS has been told Steelers Titans will be played on Monday night. So that with that in mind, and we're going to talk about the situation. Yeah, so it just came out from Pro Football Talk. Um, With that being said, that's awesome that they're not going to cancel the game. That would cause so many logistical issues. So clearly they've done all the, the necessary testing to make that game happen. Well, I mean, we've been dancing around it long enough. Why don't you just say what you said in the messages, and then we'll get back to the week three. Yeah, so what I had been planning to do was I actually found this tweet. A lot of leagues, and I know the footballers had talked about it today in their episode. Uh, a lot of teams like, hey, if if this game gets canceled, what they were going to do is they were going to, um, like the commissioners, they were they were planning to tell the league, hey, please let me know who you would like to start in place of someone that is either a Steeler or a Titan in case they would get canceled, in case the game would get canceled. Then as a result, you'll be able to get that player's points. So I kind of rode with that in all my leagues, excluding Gulag, because the Gulag does not give a fuck. So <laughs> in all my leagues, I said... Honey Badger don't give a fuck. No, seriously. And, <laughs> and, and uh, so I, I don't even know. It doesn't. I'm still going to have people do it just in case. But it sounds like it's a go for Monday night. And the thing is, with like the COVID testing, you don't—you never know until you're actually positive. Because what they said is, all those people are asymptomatic. Yep. So it could be more widespread, and it could not be. Uh, I think it's a good, solid policy. Uh, I don't think it affects my team, but I'm sure it affects a lot of people in this league because Steelers and the Titans have a lot of starting uh, players for some of these franchises. Yeah. So, uh, okay, let's move on. Packers absolutely dominate. Once again, they destroy the Saints and Drew Brees and his noodle arm. No Michael <laughs> Thomas. Oh, by the way, you know how uh, Michael Thomas's Twitter handle is Can't Guard Mike? Mm-hmm. I think they need to rename it to Can't Start Mike. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's still like the best wide receiver in the NFL. He just happened to get his ankle rolled up on and they're just waiting to make sure he's actually healthy again before they bring him back into the lineup. Uh, but that was an awesome victory. Uh, Alvin Kamara ran all over the Packers defense like I knew he would because the Packers' middle of the defense is incredibly weak. But I can't complain too much because they're 3-0. and They are unlike the Bears with their fraudulent 3-0. and They actually look like a 3-0 and team. Their offense is clicking on all cylinders. Aaron Rodgers with a fire lit under his ass, and he is – playing out of his mind. Aaron Jones is off on fire. Marquez Valdez-Scantling lived up to his name, Mr. Inconsistent. Um, and Alan Lazard went off. And I, I even texted you that night. I'm like, without Devontae Adams, I think Alan Lazard was a solid start. And you told me you had like four receivers that are solid starters. And I, I agreed, but it sucks that you had those 25 points chilling on your bench. <laughs> um, yeah, like, and all of the uh, Packers tight ends, um, for once, they showed up, and they had a combined fantasy line of, like, 10 catches for, like, 120 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it was a little bit questionable whether Mercedes <coughs> pushed off, but I don't. I think Saints, Saints defender flopped a lot more and tried to make that call happen. That was a fun-ass game. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Chargers, another L. Two-game losing streak now after losing to the Chiefs and losing to the... Ugh. Carolina Panthers. I'm so pissed about it. 
So <laughs> Matt Rule, shout out to him. First NFL victory. Teddy Two Gloves and Robbie Anderson is looking like a real thing. DJ Moore has actually been somewhat disappointing, but also he's spreading the ball around a lot, Teddy. And uh, Carolina, very interesting because they have such a young, like they have such a young, inexperienced defense. So that's always going to be their Achilles heel this year. Uh, but good for good for Joe, good for Joe Brady, good for uh, Matt Rule. Uh, not good for the Chargers. Uh, Herbert once again looked really good, though. I thought. Um, I, did you see the last play of the game? I did now. Yeah, oh they almost had that to work. Dude, literally, Eckler probably could have ran that in. I mean, there was a linebacker there. I think Eckler would have outran him, but yeah, that, that sucks. <coughs> yes. Sorry. So, um, we could be 2-1 and one right now. But we get Tampa Bay this week. Um, Going to be a tough one. Fortunately, though, Chris Godwin won't be there. So, uh, Scotty, a.k.a. Potty Miller, according to the footballers, is now the wide receiver too. And Will's boy, Tyler Johnson, has been getting on the field in the last two games. So, we'll see if he actually shows up. I we... do have to say something to Will. Um, speaking of the Buccaneers, um, I did not think Antoine Winfield was going to have this much of an impact. Oh, right away. man. Roll the boat. Oh. I'm wearing my Minnesota long sleeve right now. Uh, I, I'm going to take this L on that trade. Um, I'll eat it. I just dropped Anthony Harris, uh, in that deal and Taysom Hill is not a starting quarterback. Um, so yeah, I'll take this L. That was, that was (laughs) (laughs) okay. Cowboys Seahawks, man. I feel like the Cowboys and the Seahawks are always in like games of the week. They had such a great game. Of course, Guffle, AKA Mr. Unlimited Wilson was an absolute stud against the Dallas Cowboys. And they're absolutely defeated defense. I don't understand why they didn't go out. They still haven't signed Earl Thomas. He's now going to go to the Texans, it sounds like, right? Yeah, well, he was supposed to. But then um, his workout got canceled because of all their, the Texans are closing down, too, to make sure they're safe. Uh, uh, so I don't know why the Cowboys don't have Earl Thomas. The Cowboys' secondary is garbage. Yeah, it's really bad. It's Vikings level. Uh, I don't know. Vikings level <laughs> is <their> own level. <laughs> So, yeah, um, absolutely mad. Uh, that shit with Chris Carson was an absolute cheap shot. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yep. Uh, that was that game was insane. Um, the Cowboys had three different receivers with double-digit points. Um, it was – Dak had 400 passing yards, and he lost. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott only had points because he ca- caught passes out of the backfield. He, they didn't run the ball at all. Uh, and Russell Wilson was Mr. Unlimited. Also, DK Metcalf with an all-time uh, brain fart moment. He let up before the goal line. The Cowboys punched it out of mm-hmm. the back of the end zone, and Seahawks were robbed of a touchdown. Yeah, I don't think he ever does that ever again in his life. I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was an insane, insane game. Uh, moving on to another late game. Somehow Matt Patricia is going to survive going into week four. Um I didn't really see much of this game. I'm just amazed that the cow that the Lions, sorry, uh, beat uh, Arizona in Arizona. Uh, it is kind of crazy. Like last year, this was this game was a tie. It was one of Kyler's first games as a starter. This year, uh, it took the Lions with a late comeback to have a game-winning field goal as time expired. Arizona's a good team. The Lions are not. 
Okay, congrats for their first win, Lions. DeAndre Hopkins is banged up too, which I didn't even know happened. I am not happy about that because he is the wide receiver one right now. I would be freaking pissed if he didn't play. Well, at least you have the depth. You have yeah. a lot of depth in wide receivers. But, yeah, DeAndre, losing DeAndre would hurt. So, the battle for New York, baby. Giants, Jets, let's go. <laughs> Joe Judge, Adam Gaze, who you got? So, they are both horrible, combined 0 and 6. The Jets play tomorrow night in what may be the best Thursday night football game of all time. Jets, Broncos. <laughs> Jeff Rippon versus Sam Darnold and Adam Gaze. Can't wait. I think I texted you earlier in the week and you laughed. I'm not watching a second of that football <laughs> game live. <laughs> yes, you are. No, I am not. <laughs> I will watch. There's baseball on. There's. Uh, there, I, I would rather watch paint dry than watch that thir- Thursday night football game tomorrow. I'll watch some highlights. I'll watch Sam Darnold. Um, get screwed by Adam Gaze some more and throw a terrible pick. I'll watch Brett Ripien uh, throw six picks. And it, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. If Blake Bortles gets in the game, I will watch. Um, <laughs> Let's the battle, go. The battle, the battle for New York, both these teams are so bad. Uh, they're number 31 and 32 in using motion or any pre-snap, pre-snap motion or play action on offense. <laughs> Uh, they're number 31 or 32 in scoring in their defense in pretty much every stat you can come up with. Uh, I feel for New York fans because if you like any team in New York around in that area, your team is terrible. <laughs> then you get along to the Buffalo area in Western New York and you got Josh Allen and the Bills just doing everything they can to uh, uh, put Russell Wilson in. Uh, shaking in his boots for the MVP votes because Josh Allen is incredible. Now, I read a tweet that said that if Adam Gaze loses tomorrow, he is going to be fired. You know what that means? Jets are winning, baby. Adam Gaze is <laughs> sticking around. You know that's going to happen. Uh, I, I also saw something about how uh, Adam Gaze is purposely doing this um, so he can be the savior for Sam Darnold and he'll start like trying to put – Put the put his pedal to the metal in that hyper drive oh, offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he'll forget how to actually run the hyper drive offense, and he'll just revert back to what he's been doing. Dude, Adam Adam Gase Gase <laughs> is not going to be a coach go after <laughs> after this year. <laughs> are you are you kidding me right now? You don't think that offense is a hyper drive? How, listen to these names: Frank Gore, Kalen Balage, Braxton Berrios, Chris Hogan. Ryan Griffin, come on. These are the best whip weapons that Sam Darnold has ever had in his life. And you know what the worst thing about this is? Both these New York teams probably think that Trevor Lawrence would just solve the issues. It's going to be the same exact situation as Darnold is in. He has no line. He's got no weapons. They have no defense. Uh, and Trevor Lawrence is my favorite prospect in probably the last 15 years. So, um, by the way, shout out to him. Engaged. Also engaged, Patrick Mahomes and his fiance's pregnant. Damn, uh, I think Trevor or Patrick Mahomes wins twenty twenty. Uh, I mean, Super Bowl win, uh, getting engaged, getting a Super Bowl ring, getting a four hundred fifty million dollar contract, being a part owner of the Royals, and he's now uh, going to have a kid. Patrick Mahomes wins twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Falcons collapse. Of course, this is like a weekly thing that we're talking about here. So uh, they collapse against the Bears. 
that's even more embarrassing. Uh, Matt Nagy was like boasting after the game about that victory and like how battle tested it showed that the Bears are. The Bears <laughs> are frauds. Yep, I, that was my next point I wrote down. Um, uh, you said that you got me convinced going into the year that Trubisky was a fantasy rosterable QB. I'm going to go back to my opinion. I should never have doubted that Trubisky is not a fantasy <laughs> rosterable QB. There's a reason his nickname was Mitch Tr- Trash Bisky. Uh, PMT brought up a good thing the other day. Big Cat said, like, it's not it's not Trubisky's fault that he went in the top couple picks. Yep. If he was like a mid-round QB, who cares? If he, he just failed, then you'd be benched and he'd be like, you'd be a backup solid QB. Uh, but because he got drafted ahead of Pat Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, he's always going to be looked at as a complete bust. Mm-hmm. Somewhat, somewhat realistic. Uh, Nick Foles coming in in emergency as their QB now. Uh, it makes sense that who spent the ninety one dollars on him in the off season? <laughs> yeah, little slabs, right? Little slabs, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure, so I figured I'd ask. Um, I ninety one dollars is far too much. We've already talked about that, but. Uh, I mean, he's a starting quarterback going forward. Um, the Bears are three and zero, and they've all very well could be zero and three. Hey, who that's, had that? Who had the game winning? Who had the game winning touchdown for the Bears? Do you recall? Um, I think he was just traded for a sixth round pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Chiefs absolutely clap the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't even throw for a hundred yards, right? Yeah, he also had seven drops by his receivers and tight ends. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did see Mark Andrews drop two or three, which yeah. that never happens. Uh, Marquise Brown, he dropped a couple too, right? Mm-hmm. Duvernay dropped one. Andrews a couple. Marquise Brown had a couple. He didn't get any help, but he also didn't have a good game. Yeah. Um, so if, imagine going into the, the Monday night matchup with two of the top offenses in the league, and you're starting all these players on offense. And you get Devin Duvernay scoring a touchdown. You get uh, Nick Boyle. You get uh, Nicole Hardman, who hasn't had one yet. Um, he's a big play threat, but still. Um, and you get Eric Fisher, the, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, starting left tackle. I can imagine that a, quite a few fantasy <coughs> owners were a little pissed about that one. Not I mean, the Mahomes Tyree, one. Uh, Mahomes had an incredible game. But for the most part, a lot of the people they started in those games didn't really get that well of uh, points. Mm-hmm. So the Bills almost collapsed. Uh, there were some questionable calls in that game. But they beat the Rams. Uh, Rams. It... Okay, so is this the second time that the Rams got screwed? Because if you remember, uh, was it Jalen Ramsey got pushed off on? No. Sorry. They won that game when Gallup pushed off on uh, Jalen Ramsey or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So but the yeah, Rams some questionable calls. The Rams were saved earlier in the year by a questionable pass interference call. The Rams were screwed this time with a questionable pass interference call. I think the universe evens out a little bit of if they still have to make up for getting to the Super Bowl off of that one <laughs> from was it two years ago? Yep. Now um Josh Allen is incredible. The Bills offense looks great. Their defense looked good until Jared Goff started cooking in the second half. Uh, Sean McVay, you forget that Sean McVay is that great of a coach, and he had them offense doing great things for a while. Uh, and the Bills came back and were aided by that pass interference call. 
that's going to be a good matchup in the AFC East between the Bills and the Patriots because both those teams are pretty darn good. Now, Randy made the blunder of the week. He started Julio Jones. He did mention that if he would have woke up on time, he would have put AP in. I think I looked at it, and I don't believe he would have won if that would have happened anyways. Because I think Will by it won by about 11 points. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was um, quite funny because this is the second time in two years that Randy has done that. Yeah, I mean, it happens. Uh, in another league, I had someone um, not play or play Kenny Galladay week one and not play Calvin Ridley, and I won because of it. So, I mean, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I took the W happily, but that sucks because you got to make sure you're up before noon and check your fantasy lineups uh, no matter what you do the night before. Uh, we didn't talk about the one tie this past week. Mm. Yikes. Um both those QB hammered. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, I'm surprised he's still breathing because he got rocked. He's been sacked the most in the NFL. The Bengals lost garbage. Uh, but he still led them to a, what they thought was going to be a victory until Carson Wentz uh, made a, a heroic diving touchdown to tie it up. And then Doug Peterson decided to play it safe, even though he wrote the book called The Art of Winning. Um, he decided to not have, <laughs> Forgot about even that. though he, he did not have his really good kicker try a 60 something yard field goal with 15 seconds left and he decided to play for the punt and the Bengals decided to kneel. So congrats. you both get a tie. Uh, it's going to screw up a bunch of playoff, um, scenarios towards the end of the year. Cause I think the Eagles will be there cause the NFC East is shit. Uh, I don't think the Bengals will be, but it could, that, Congrats on the tie. Good job. (laughs) All right, we're going to be right back. We are going to talk about matchup reviews as well as some previews for this upcoming week. Do you call him daddy? Do I call her daddy? Call her daddy. (laughs) Okay, so in week three, we had one... Uh, I guess we'll call it two barn burners. Uh, first of all, we had a very close matchup between Tyler and Danny, and then we also had a really close matchup between Randy and Will. We will get to those at a later point. So first of all, let's start with my team versus Little Slads. Um, I scored, or I won the matchup 203.4 to 168.8. Uh, looking at the scores, I was the, oh, Will scored 201.52, so I was the highest scorer of the week. This week, let's take a look at some of my players. I had Mahomes with 48, and then I had James Conner, 24.9. Uh, my starting wide receivers were Thielen and Davis with 12.3 and 11.9. 14.7 from Kelsey, and then 23.7 from Hopkins. On Little Slad's side, he was led by Fitzpatrick, 29.4. Oh, I can't think. Don't I can't, can't forget about those IDPs. Yeah, my IDPs. So I had Thompson with 16, Harrison Smith at 11 and a half, Blake Martinez 9 and a half, and Gakwe with 8. Uh, so that was, <coughs> that was quite the good performance for my IDPs. Mm-hmm. Looking at Little Slads, he started off with a 29.2 performance by Fitzpatrick, and I don't know why, but I kind of felt worried after that because Fitzpatrick had a really good game. <laughs> Forgot that I had Mahomes on my side, though. 
his running backs. So he had Derrick Henry 27 and then Gurley with 15.2. Tyreek Hill with 21.2 and then Woods with 21.4. Really good performances by his wide receivers. Flexes, he had McLaurin with 12.6 and Singletary with 16.1. His IDPs did not do much, which hurts. As well as Harrison Bucker only had one point. He missed a field goal and an extra yeah, that, point. Yeah, that, yeah that, was, that was a rough kicker. <clears throat> Let's get into Tyler versus Danny. Tyler lost this matchup 150.32 to 153.62. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire clinched the victory for Danny. On Tyler's side, he said goodbye to Matt Ryan with a 13.42 point performance. He said goodbye to Daryl Henderson with a 19 point performance, and Kareem Hunt had 14.4. His wide receivers, he had CeeDee Lamb with 12.6. He had Jordan Reed in his flex spot with 4.3, who is now headed to the IR. And then he had Michael Gallup in his flex with 25.8. 16 point performance by Mason Crosby. That is big. Uh, IDP's average performances. On Danny's side, he had Drew Brees. Noodle arm and all with 29.52. So about the same performance as Fitzpatrick. Mike Davis as his running back one with 23.1. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with 18.4. So he had great performances by his running backs. Stephon Diggs was one of his star wide receivers once again with 14.9 points. In the flex, he started Gigantor, Mo Cox with 14. And then Robbie Anderson with 10.5. IDPs were pretty underwhelming. So looking at the standings right now, I am at two and one. Tyler's at two and one. Danny's at two and one. And Little Slads is one and two. Getting into the next matchup, I'll let you talk about it if you would like between you and Cascade Bear. Thank you for the permission. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh I had a big victory in a week that I was not expected to win. Uh, Cascade Bear vastly underperformed his projection. He was projected to get 176 to 105. At Well, we went from 176 and he got 105 points. I was projected to get 164. I got 141.8, and I walked away with a victory. Um, this is, this begins my reign of starting Kyler Murray. Uh, I, started, I started him thinking that he was going to have a great game. He did. Uh, Dak would have gotten me more points, but Dak is no longer on my team. Uh, Dak had tw- or Kyler had 25.7. I had the running back one in Indianapolis with Jonathan Taylor with 13.2. Tariq Cohen in his final bid in my roster this year had seven. Uh, Devontae Parker at 11.9. Amari Cooper at 17.6. Valdez Scantling lived up to his nickname with 1.5. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Sammy Watkins, 13.2. I had Robbie Gold, the great performance with 13 points. And I got that cookie with Aaron Donald with a 15 and a half performance, just absolutely wrecking the Buffalo Bills offensive line. Um, then, um, outdoor furnishings, uh, Cascade Bear, uh, moves to two and one. I'm at one and two, uh, Baker Mayfield, the originator for between his name, uh, his team name, also known as seat covers. Had 18.3. Joe Mixon didn't get 10. Aaron Jones only got 16.6 this week. Those are the two reasons he probably lost this week. Uh, Calvin Ridley also didn't go off like he normally does. He only had 16.7. Deontay Johnson got that concussion, only got him a point. 
Yeah, the rest of his roster didn't do so hot, and that's that's the reason why he only got, scored 105 this week. It was a it was a rough week for outdoor furniture, but I expect him to bounce back pretty well next week. Nope, because he's playing me. Oh, I I guess not. But I mean, I'm I assume he's going <laughs> to score more than 105 points. This is a really really rough week for him. Yeah. All right, moving on. Then we got Andy and Ryan, the Anthony Miller matchup. So Ryan won 186.98 to 138.48. Can we get? Uh, can we make a trophy for every matchup of them in the future? Sure. <laughs> That'd be big. Andy had 24.3 from Joe Burrow. She started DeAndre Swift. That was one of the weirdest games I've seen because he had been heavily involved in the past, and then he gets no rushes, one catch, 2.9 yards, or 2.9 points. <clears throat> Leonard Fournette was her second running back. Had 4.2. Not good. She started Justin Jefferson with 30.5. Cooper Cup, 25.7. She started John Brown, who got her a fat zero. And then Jake Elliott with 14. I have no clue how she even scored 130. She would, have beat, she would have beat Jake with that team? That's crazy. <clears throat> she also had Rex Burkhead on her bench with 34.8. That's weird. Ryan's side then. Lamar Jackson, 16.1. You won't see, you won't see that often. 44.7 by Camaro though. That's big. 37 by Lockett. I think he had three touchdowns in the first half, correct? He did, yeah. Um, and then looking at the flex, he had Ertz with 15 and Galladay with 17.7. Uh, he played Chase Young, and Chase Young got hurt, so he got him a fat zero. He did have John Johnson, though, in his DBs with 12 points. So Ryan moved to 2-1, and one, Andy moved to 0-3, oh and, and she now has a matchup with the backflip king <laughs> moving on to the next one we got space balls and stirk daddy so stirk daddy took the w here with a 178.04 to 143.18 victory space balls moves to two sorry space balls moves to one and two and then stirk moves to two and one on Stirk's side he has josh allen absolute monster 39.2 he had Chris Carson, who's probably going to miss some time, but I also heard he's questionable for this week with 10.6. And then wide receivers, he's got Juju with 16.3 and Keenan Allen with 30.2. Cookie winner. Yep, indeed. In the flex, he had Jarek McKinnon with 16.7. That's a good performance. Will Lutz with 13. IDPs, he had Miles Garrett with 14, and then the rest were just average performers. On Spaceball's side, Commander Zircon... Scored 23.18 at the quarterback, and then his stud running back, Lone Star, scored 17.8. <laughs> Wide receivers, he got a cookie for Dark Helmet with 28.3, and then the Space <laughs> Special scored 8 points in his second wide receiver. Tight end, Prince Valium was a stud this week with 11. And then the flexes, he had Spaceball Trooper with 22.5. And unfortunately, Eagle 5 absolutely flopped with 3.3. <laughs> His IDPs were pretty, pretty rough, especially King Roland, who only scored three points and is now considered doubtful for the Packers. So with this being said, Spaceballs is now 1 and 2, and then Stirk is 2 and 1. Moving on to... I'm going to take an L real quick. Um, Miles Garrett was the last IDP um, cookie. And he had three more points than Jordan Poyer did for Randy. Pussy. Um, yeah, I know. But they're different positions. Uh, oh, for the flex, you mean. For the IDP flex, which Ooh. is why I didn't catch it. Um, uh, 
I'll fix that real quick. I bet you need to make the edit in the in the Google Doc. I know. All right, moving on to the biggest shocker of the week was Amelia Clark fan getting upset by Will, who has been just absolutely destroyed by injuries, and yet he still scored over two hundred points, two hundred one point five two to one eighty seven point seven. Will moved to one and two, and then ran into two and one. On Will's side, he had thirty and a half from R E L A X. His running backs, he had thirty from both of them, thirty two point three from hasn't achieved it yet, and thirty point nine to first team FCS all team. In the wideouts, then he had D Kalen Zacharias Metcalf with nineteen, and then Long John Silver with seventeen point four. Stud performances by everybody so far. Uh, he had kind of an average game from Higby. And then he had Humphreys and Cole in his flexes. But the special teams player of the week, who is now on free agency, not for long, Steven Goskowski scored 25 points, out, <laughs> outscoring his projection by 17 points. Looking at his IDPs, kind of average there, except for, of course, Antoine Winfield rolled about nine points. He is a stud, it looks like, for defensive backs. <laughs> Randy's side then for running or quarterback, he had Wilson with 46.8. He had Dalvin with 25.9 and Chubb with 24 right there. Oh, what's this? A fat zero from Julio Jones who did not play. And then OBJ with a pretty shitty performance of 9.9. Get it? Dallas Goddard in his tight end who actually was pulled in the first quarter, tried to come back and play, and now he's on IR. Scored 1.7. That's not good. He had Miles Sanders and Mike Evans in his flex spots with 14.7 and 14.2. And then Matt Prater with 14. It's I feel like he's good to get 10 points from like everybody on his team. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He had two pretty solid, ah, three pretty solid IDPs. Darius Leonard with nine. Jordan Poyer, former cookie winner with 11 and a half. And then Fred Warner. You basically just pulled on there uh, like a Kanye West where – you gave Jordan Poyer the cookie award and then came and took it from him and said he didn't deserve it. Yeah. Uh, with, with those changes, cause Jordan Poyer only had 11 and a half miles. Garrett had 14. Um, uh, the, the new weekly total is three fifty one, Um, and then Amelia Clark fan club went from four cookies or five to four and, uh, Fuller house went to, from four to five. Hmm. So, so Randy's in second for cookies now. Or yep. like in that second tier, I guess. Yeah, second tier. So like I said, Randy moved to two and one, and then Will moved to one and two. So let's take a look at week four. What do you got for me? Oh, I'm just making sure the cookie was the correct addition. Yep. Okay, sweet. Uh for going into week four, we got some interesting matchups coming into this week. I can get the sleeper app to work. There we go. All right. So, uh, there are some close matchups projected. Actually, not really. There's not one close matchup. They're supposed to be with the at least eight-point wins. Uh, we'll start with my most likely L um, to Lamar and friends. Uh, Ryan starting Lamar. Lamar versus Kyler will be quite the matchup. Um, I get then it's uh, Kamara versus uh, Devonte Adams from that trade season, but it looks like Devonte Adams is probably not playing, but we'll see. Um, 
then so I'm, I'm gonna be starting Kyler, Jonathan Taylor, Darrell Henderson, Devontae Parker, Mark Cooper, and then my flexes I'll have the debut of Brandon Cooks um, and the Lizard King most likely. Um, we'll see if some of those things changes. Uh, Ryan's projected to get this L because he's going to have Lamar, Alvin Kamara, Kenyon Drake, um, Hot Locket, DJ Moore, even though he's struggling a little bit, um, Mike Gesick, uh Galladay is finally back in his lineup, Zach Ertz is in his lineup, uh, especially without um, Goddard, Ertz is probably going to go off this week. I'm looking forward to going one and three. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, then we move on to the Madison Beer Fan Club, otherwise known as Bucks and Six, uh, going up against Outdoor Furnishings or Nacho Cheese Book Club or what was his original team name, Running Back Fetish. Yep. Um, I love that he has the dog pound now with Baker as a starter, too. <laughs> The dog pound uh, logo was flexing right on me right now. Uh, <laughs> you're projected with this 23 point victory, 183.7 to 160. You're going to have uh, Mr. Untouchable uh, at QB. You got Melvin going tomorrow. Uh, James Connor, who we'll see. Um, Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins. You got the top tight end in fantasy football. Um, the Lazard King. Uh, AJ Green, you're looking pretty good. Uh, then we have seat covers, new contract, new contract. <laughs> Throw me the ball. Uh, the number one wide receiver in fantasy is—is is it still Kevin Ridley? It was. Uh, uh, no, I don't believe it is. I believe it is DeAndre Hopkins. Let me take a look. You keep talking. No, oh yeah, player, player, player rank. He's number one. Oh, wow. Uh, we have awesome with the tight end position. Um, great beginnings at his flex position um, with the Sony Michelle, and then we have ridiculous something that I can't see anymore with Young Hoku. Although I think you just got to, you might have to get a kicker now because it looks yeah. like he's doubtful. He's doubtful. Okay, uh, yeah, you're. I can see where you're projected to get this um, W unless Aaron Jones decided to score 45 and Calvin Ridley also decides to score 45 again, then and then you might be uh, a little close on that one. I think uh, outdoor furnishings is going to have quite the comeback. 105 is not like him. Um, moving on to team backflip or sorry, team Jerry Jones and Ashless Chaps. Um, going against team Mrs. Burrow or team anti-Anthony Miller. Um, team Backflip is projected to get this W by about 15. Uh, it'll be the debut of Dak as his franchise quarterback. Um, he's projected to start Kareem and James White um, if James White will be playing. Uh, if not, his next backup running back would probably be the Infinity Stone. Um, then you have uh, James uh, sorry, C.D. Lamb and Julian Edelman uh, in the flex spots. He's got Greg Ward, who we just picked up, and Michael Gallup. Uh, for Andy, you got Joe Burrow going against Jackson's Jacksonville's defense. That's going to be a good one. Um, looks like she's going to start Rex Burkhead this week after his performances the past few weeks. So we got different Patriots pass catching running backs in this matchup. Uh, Leonard Fournette, and she's got the breakout king, Justin Jefferson, and Cooper Cup. And at the flex spots, you got Nikhil Harry and John Brown. 
Um, after that zero point performance from John Brown, we'll see if he can bounce back for her. But right now, Andy projected to go zero and four, and Lefty could be three and one going into the week. Um, I know going into the year, you were not projecting that at all. Nope. I don't think I was either. Over under um, two and a half wins. Well, I think he's hitting that over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then, then we got uh, D. Sladke, the Fresh Prince of Hilaire versus Spaceballs. Spaceballs was projected for the about an eight-point victory. Spaceballs is going to be starting President. Why, why can't I see the long, the long nicknames? President something? President S? Because you're a pussy. Uh, it's President Scroog. President Scroog. Okay. Uh, President Scroog is projected to have a really, really good game. Lone Star and Pizza the Hut uh, are going to be pretty solid for him with the running back positions. Dark Helm and SB the Fla uh, should be very good wide receivers. Then uh, you got Prince Valium uh, at tight end. Spaceball something. I The app sucks. I can't see the long names. Um, and Eagle 5 as his wide receivers. Uh, then against him, you got... Noodle Arm, Drew Brees is a starter. Uh, Mike Davis and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Stephon Diggs. Gigantor at the tight end position. Uh, and then Hunter Renfro after his breakout performance last week and a lot of the Raiders receivers getting hurt. Um, and Anderson versus the Cardinals. After this, it's projected. Spaceballs and the slab key would be 2-2 two and two in the year. We go on to the second last matchup of the week where we got Seeing Ghosts projected to lose by 12 to King, Her- King Henry's Kingdom. Uh, it would make Will go 1-3 and three to start the year, which no one saw coming. Um, and Little Slads be 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Little Slads is projected to start Jared Goff, Devin Singletary, Todd Gurley, Tyreek, Robert Woods. That's a great starting matchup right there. Um, and he has in his flexes, he's got Terry McLaurin, and Derrick Henry, um, as they're able to play on that Monday night. Uh, Will is going to be starting R-E-L-A-X. Um, achieved potential as running back. First team, something or other, um, at the other running back spot. DeKalen Zacharias at wide receiver. Chicago Bear Killer at wide receiver. First team, something at tight end. Uh, John Mackey Award winner at one of his flex spots. Bold. Um, and then Miles Gaskin, who is unfortunate enough to not have a nickname. That won't be that will not be the case for long. Uh, and then of course we already talked about how he switches after his kicker won special teams player of the week. Um yeah, little slads projected with a twelve point victory. And then our final matchup of the week. This is where we probably have two best um, starting teams this year for fantasy. Uh, This could be a playoff matchup or maybe even a championship matchup. We'll see. Uh, It's probably between these two, your team and Ryan's um, now. Um, Randy is projected to win this uh, as long as he has um, Texas lineup before noon this week uh, with a 189.4 to 180.4 victory over Fuller House and Stirk Daddy. Uh, Stirk Daddy would move down to two and two, and Randy would be three and one. The bolt this matchup is going to be great. Uh, Randy's got Mister Unlimited uh, at QB. Uh, Delvin Cook and Nick Chubb at running backs. Julio 
as long as he plays this week, um, going off Monday night against the Packers, which he should get some points. Uh, Odell, uh, Dalton Schultz is his tight end, Miles Sanders, and Mike Evans as his wide receivers. And, of course, Matt Prater, who will always get him 10 points somehow. Um, Then we have uh, Stark starting Josh Allen, um, the second second place vote for MVP at the moment. Uh, David Johnson uh, and Josh Jacobs both hoping to rebound after some tough games. Juju, uh, cookie winner Keenan Allen. Darren Waller, who going into last week was going to be a great tight end, and after last week's performance, yikes. Uh, still going to be a good starter, though. Uh, Will Fuller and Jarek McKinnon, RB2 potential. Um, so that that's going to be the one that we should be really watching this week, as that is probably the second closest matchup but of two of the top teams going into this week. Looking forward to another great week of football. Hopefully that game gets played on Monday. We have two Monday Night Football games. Um, but we will be back next week to talk about does Adam Gaze have a job? And some more for the Throne Dynasty football. See you next time.